good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Welcome back to another the home episode of the podcast, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Oh, to the left of me today, uh, coming in from Utah, he goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? What's up, fellas? Happy New Year! I feel like it's going to be a good one. We're already off to a strong strong start. I mean, uh, Ted, you said you're laying low key and not really drinking, getting the workouts in. I've been learning how to ski down here in Utah, so that's cool. Did my first double black diamond. And Matt, obviously, thriving in California. So we're it, we need, we're getting pretty interstate, boys. What's going on? We are. All right, back there on the bottom screen today, getting the studio all set up. Matt Connor, the producer, MCTT. What's up, Matt? I was going to say, Ted, you can push my intro back if you want to ask Cobb. Did you, do, did you do Warzone already, dude? I had it written down. That was going to be the first question. Warzone update. <laughs> it's the only thing That's on awesome. the paper. Well, the other War side is actual stuff. <laughs> Hello? Uh, awesome. Kyle, Warzone? The Warzone update. All right. So my first day, I started on greens. I think it's called Green Acres. Um, I was off to a shaky start, boys. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, fell a couple times my first time down. And then, uh, you know, we've been skiing for like six, seven out of the last eight days. Or no, I think I've done six days on a mountain. Day six, I dropped my first double black diamond off the side of a crazy cliff up near the top. Um, it was just barely in bounds, but you could see the out-of-bounds area. Um, I survived it, but I need to, uh, I need to adjust my gear. So I have a little more, a little more control. I'm not ready for war zone. I I've asked and I'm not even close, but I am working my way up the ladder and double blacks now are a part of my repertoire. I can't say I do them regularly, but I've done one and it felt good. I looked good. And I'm not the person of the group of four who fell. Yes. Skiing. Like I've only tried skiing like twice. Skiing always felt way more uncomfortable than snowboarding snowboarding i felt like like the first two days sucked but then it's like all right this is a two-point stance athletic position but like skiing just felt so awkward you got to like lean your shins forward and stuff like i was terrible on skis (laughs) yeah it's a bit weird i think my affinity for roller disco is really paying off because i spent a lot of time on roller blades and skates and it's kind of a similar type of situation that and then honestly shout out to youtube man i've been like laying in my bed just watching like okay common mistakes that like beginner skiers make and then like two days later they're common mistakes that intermediate skiers make and then it's like advanced tips for skiing or whatever and just like watching youtube and these guys it's like having a private coach like they're so good and so i don't know man just god bless the internet it remains undefeated yeah i don't think i ever made it past pizza and french fries (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> well ted i mean in some respects you didn't maybe on the ski hills but in some respects you did you said you used to be 375 what are you coming in now 225 so i don't know <laughs> not after the holidays <laughs> 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 oh, no i know i'm just saying like skiing like i was just like no and then snow i will say credit where credit's due snowboarding was also like I had to learn because I was dating a girl that that's, that's what she did every weekend. So they just kind of threw me to the wolves and I was like, all right, I got to figure this out. Does that girl live in uh, a part of the city that was cut off when the bridge stopped? Is that who we're talking about? No, no, no. This was my first girlfriend out here. Keith's cousin. Oh, okay. Yeah. She, and she was to her <laughs> credit, like, she snowboarded. She was great at it. So, but like the first day we went, we went up to uh, Snoqualmie, right? And we're like at the main part and I do like two runs and they're like, all right, we're going over to Alpenthal. And I'll never forget, we're on the bus coming back to where we parked the car and it's like, it's, it's Super Bowl Sunday. So it's just ski, like ski bums and like people that work there. 
And they're like, how was Appleton? Appleton. And I was like, it was pretty rough. And they were like, how long have you been riding? I'm like, it's my first day. And I remember like the girl I was talking to looked at the girl I was dating. Was, you took him there on his first day? She was like, well, he has to learn. She was like, I, like I'm glad you're okay. You shouldn't have gone there on your first day. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's like pretty advanced terrain, man. Like even in the summer, you look up at that thing because I hike over there a lot. I'm like, that's steep, steep terrain. Yeah. And they don't even have a green run. I think they only have like a blue one. So I was just stuck on like one little hill the whole day. And then like the next time I went up, I went on another chairlift. That's the story about being on a black diamond. Somebody else stopped and was like, dude, I don't think you should be up here. I'm like, well, okay, you're right. But I got to get down this mountain now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I would just slide Any down. Suggestions? Yeah, right. It's like, <laughs> like if I can catch a rod, I will. <laughs> That's kind of kind of out of the window. God. Dude, well, to hit you with one horror story since we're talking about skiing, um, my first day out, you know, obviously, like, everyone is pretty cool and confident, so they're telling stories and stuff, and uh, I'm feeling a little nervous. I mean, this is my second day out. We were, like, going to go on some some blues and some more, quote-unquote, advanced terrain, and so as we're going up the list, this guy who uh, who was staying with us down here was like, oh, yeah, man, it was crazy. Yesterday, up on this lift i saw the helicopter landing and i guess some guy uh hit a downed tree and broke both of his legs and i was like god i'm like i don't need i don't need that energy right now man and i feel like every time i've gone up a level like when we went up to go down our first black diamond same thing it was like all these like war stories and i'm just like you guys this really is not the energy your boy needs right now like feed me <laughs> with positivity tell me about people like you know cinderella stories that people make in the olympics <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good man well i always say this like skiing and snowboarding like i like doing it but like it's shockingly dangerous you just kind of i mean i'd put it maybe on the level with like swimming in the ocean or i was like man it's so much fun swimming in the waves like oh you can get fucked up real quick but it's fun yeah anytime you're dealing with nature in a sport i feel like the odds of an accident skyrocket i don't know what the most dangerous sport is but i'm pretty sure somebody told me that skiing is like the second or third for injuries which that makes sense i mean people are going 40 50 miles an hour down some of these things you ever been night skiing yes dude it's so cool i think that might be kind of more of a washington thing i mean people can write in if that's not accurate but yeah i've only been night skiing twice and i know I think it was that Snoqualmie, but I think that might be more of a Seattle thing because the sun sets so early. I don't know. Do you know, Ted? I'm not sure. I've only done it at Snoqualmie, but that's when I was like, like, right? Like, we had been up like 10 times, so I'm feeling confident. So, like, I'm all alone, like an idiot. I'm not wearing a helmet, and I have my board just, you know, horizontal, right, or perpendicular to the mountain, right? And I am just cruising. And I remember I catch an edge, and I mean, I hit so hard and I was just laying there and like everybody else is down the hill. And I remember thinking like, oh, my God, I got to be a little more careful. <laughs> if somebody doesn't come down this mountain, I might be laying here for a while. Oh, yeah. It like whips you down. And, you know, it's funny, Ted, like, um, you know, you and I are the same person in some respects. Like I hear like you went night skiing and I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to go night skiing. You know why? Because it's like half the price of going in the day. Yeah, and it's 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 freaking fun, man. <laughs> it's super fun, yeah. A little bit harder, but more fun. I will also say the first year I went, like I can get away with it now, but like, like I went up, like we went a bunch of times, and then one day we went up, and I we went with another friend, my buddy Eric, and he's like, "You want to smoke a bowl before we go snowboarding?" And I was like, "Yeah, like I smoke weed. I could be stoned and do this." <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible call, like. I remember just being when they were like, are you going to come down from there? I was just like stuck up on this thing. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like I could do this last week, but now that I'm stoned, I don't know that I can do it. And they were like, just come down. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> Dude, that's so fun. Okay. Since you told that, I'll confess. So um, on all these YouTube videos I've been watching, right. They're like, okay. So the main thing is like most people can ski, but they're too scared. So they lean back and it makes them suck at skiing. You've got to lean forward. You've got to, like, lean into your discomfort. Like, when you want to, like, 
lean towards the mountain. You actually want to lean away, like all this counterintuitive stuff. And they're like, but the main thing is you just got to ski with confidence. And they said it so many times in these videos that I was like, damn, like, all right, like this must be true. So my move now, I've been like, and we go out skiing at like 8.45 in the morning. I've been just like taking a pull off of like a, a bottle, like going for like a quick shot of whiskey before we roll out. And honestly, incredibly helpful. Oh, yeah. Like if I was ever on a black diamond, it was after about three beers at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. That's such a Ted Smith comment, but it's totally true. Like a little bit of liquid courage goes a long way. And I don't want people to misinterpret this as like, oh, if you're going to go snowboarding for the first time, get smashed beforehand. But like one or two cocktails, like really just puts you in that, you know, quote unquote flow state. Yeah. I mean, I remember, oh man, I won't name this person. We all know him, but like, I remember he was up there with us and like, like the girls are off doing their thing. It's just me and this guy. And I was like, Hey man, like, they wouldn't know if we're not doing runs. And he's like, no, and I'm not driving. And we did like one run after lunch, went down to the lodge, strapped out of our gear and just sat. And then when the girls came back, they're like, oh, you guys already here? Like, yeah, we just beat you. Like, no, we haven't been sitting here for two hours just ripping drinks. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome, man. That's fine. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, look, as much fun as it is like going down a mountain, like hanging out at a ski lodge is just a blast. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, seriously. That's on the list for this week for sure. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm tempted to be like, I'll just put on my gear. Like my buddy uh, Troy lives up by uh, Baker and he's like, you got to come ride. I'm like, man, I haven't ridden in years. Like I can just put on my gear and hang out in the lodge. <laughs> like I'll meet you later. That's what I was going to say. You have to have the gear. <laughs> Oh, yeah, right? Like the jacket, the boots on and stuff. Just showing it's, up like this. And snowboarding boots are so easy to walk in as opposed to skiing boots. So I'm like, oh my I'm like God. yeah, I'm just chilling here. Until I go to the back. <laughs> somebody's like, dude, you're not even wearing leggings underneath your or tights. And I was like, no, man, my legs don't get that cold. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I don't think anyone would question it. Like if you're just like fun lodge guy, you know, that'd be awesome. <laughs> well, that's like crystal. <laughs> When you go halfway up their mountain, they have a whole lodge, like, halfway up, and then they have one at the summit. It's like, I've had beers at the summit before, in the summertime, when we were just hiking around. But that bar, halfway up, and, like, little lodge, is awesome. You get up there, have a couple pops, go on your way. Yeah, seriously, that's what's up, the, like, the mid-mountain spots. I remember uh, Telluride has one like that. It's, like, a little tiny log cabin. And, uh, yeah, same type of thing. There's just, there's a sense of camaraderie of, like, we're alive, we're out here, and we're not skiing. We're drinking beers. You know what I mean? It feels good. Yeah, it's also the camaraderie of, like, all right, we're here. So as much fun as we're having, like, we all got to get down this mountain at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, mutually assured destruction. <laughs> yeah, I have definitely skied through a cat track in the woods, and just like, or a snowboard, and you're just like cruising by, and there's just two dudes there, like smoking a joint. It's like, oh, what's up, fellas? Oh, hang on, let me stop for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn, that smells good. What's up? <laughs> All of a sudden, I like cat tracks. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, I should, I should tell you real quick, so so that it doesn't just look like a a complete triumph moving up, learning to ski. The first black I went down, I was by myself and I decided to just test it out. It's called, um, it's called pinball alley. And it's like this tiny track through a bunch of giant trees with moguls in it. Oh. I went flying in there and honestly just got tossed, just tossed. Like it just like, it was like a pinball. I was just like, boom, 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 boom. And I got, it spit me out the bottom and I was like, Oh Jesus, like war zone is looking a long ways away. Or not Warzone, what was it? Uh, yeah, it's Warzone. There, I'll tell you what, there's nothing like watching a skier just have a full yard sale. Like, there's poles going places, the skis are going by. Like, at least with snowboarders, like, they get f***ed up, but, like, they're just tumbling over themselves. Like, skiers, man, you're like, oh, sh Oh, yeah, dude, I saw a guy fall so hard the other day his gloves came off. 
Oh, like in addition to everything else, you know, helmet, goggles, whatever, but like his gloves. I was like, oh. how hard do you have to hit for your gloves to pop off your hands? Ooh. Is the pout, is the snow different in Utah? Oh my God. Yes, it is. I don't see. This is where I feel like a, like a bougie prick, but I'll just say I'm staying at someone else's house. This is not my place, but the, uh, the snow here is insane. I mean, Ted, it's on the license plates. It says greatest snow on earth and they're not lying this stuff is like the consistency of powdered sugar of like the burning man playa dust like you just cruise through this stuff yeah it's different but if there's a bunch of it like we got i think 80 inches at one point over a couple days you can't ski because you just sink like i was like up to my waist in powder wearing skis i lost a ski at one point and it took me over four minutes to find it because it was just buried in the powder Dude, when it don't snows feel bad that, for me. Don't cry for me. When it <laughs> snows that much, like, do you just hang out in the house? Like, can you even drive to town or you got to wait a day? Groomers, baby. Like, at a certain point, the big snowcats come through and groom some of the runs. And so then you can hit them. But yeah, I mean, usually we're just like shoveling off the deck in the driveway and like kind of dealing with the logistics of that much snow. So, yeah. All right. Let, let me ask you this too, right? Because the house you're in is like on the side of the mountain. Like how did, like, does the power go out or is it all like underground? It's all underground. You know, if people want to look it up, um, I mean, it's a big neighborhood, so it's not like I'm doxing, but it's called the, uh, the colony and you can just look at it online. It's honestly pretty insane, but, um, it's, um, yeah, it's all underground and people have like heated driveways and heated, floors and heated decks and stuff to just kind of melt everything and heated roofs too so it just like melted all away but um they're pretty weatherproof up here i mean towards the very t- top of the mountain because like this neighborhood is spread over like a whole ski resort but towards the top top of the mountain sometimes they're not able to like access all their stuff like there was a, a wedding at the house this weekend and the photographer couldn't make it up the driveway so like we had to like ditch his car down in the in the road so i mean like there's some, there's some logistical issues for sure, but it's insane. It's honestly, it shouldn't even be possible. <laughs> uh, I do have one more quick skiing st- story. So Crystal Mountain, people don't know, Crystal Mountain down uh, like outside of Edomclaw, right? In the state of Washington, which funny enough, it's still King County, but I love Crystal. I think it's awesome. So a few years ago, they built this giant gondola that went up to the top. So my buddy had his bachelor party. We got a cabin down in Greenwater. So then on Saturday, we, you know, like Friday night, we're playing like drinking games and stuff. So on Saturday, we're like, hey, let's get in that gondola and go up to the top and kind of hike around and stuff. But they have that, uh, they have that bar up. So a couple of guys, one dude's like a, like a big, big man, right? And he's like, I don't really want to go. Like I'm scared of the gondola or whatever. So we finally get him in the gondola and there's someone just like, cute like 20 something chick that works there and like as she's like getting in with us i'm like hey the one dude's really scared and she just like jumps in and like the whole thing's shaking <laughs> she's like oh you scared big boy and just was like <laughs> the whole time he is like <laughs> holding on for dear life but i was like yes like give him the business oh <laughs> uh, jesus and she's just making it a thousand times worse for the poor guy that's hilarious Oh, yeah. I mean, she's like shaking it and he's like, like, stop, stop. <laughs> we're, like, we're just dying laughing. Nobody's about to help. I mean, look, I don't know. It was, it was kind of shaking, but yeah. And then we get up to the top and those guys didn't even go like hiking around. They just sat at the bar and drank, which I'd give them more crap. But also when we got home, like we went over, me and another guy went over to the river to like smoke a cigar and we got back and they had like the barbecue go. Like they were all in the food. So I was like, all right, you were lazy but you're good with cooking chicken on the barbecue. So you're all right in my book. <laughs> Redeemed. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, pretty, pretty simple to get back on my good side. <laughs> Getting it done where it matters. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, oh, all right. Dude, did we even talk? Oh yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, man. Oh no, I just, I, I was about to subject change you and I, I try to, I try to not do that as an irresponsible co-host. Um, 
you know, I've done that many times to you and thrown you into like weird conversations that you don't want to have. And, uh, I just, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to back out of it. I'm going to bail on that bad habit this year. All right. Uh, let's see, Matt, did you watch any of the college championship last night? I sure did. That was wild. Had a boy, Kyle, but you sent me a picture. You guys were watching. Oh, hell yeah. I'm an official gator hater. Go (laughs) down. I love that. Even the coach, dude, did you watch the post game interviews? Even the oh, coach, yeah. he gets this whole long thing about their season, and he's just like, go dogs. <laughs> like that heavy Southern accent. I was like, let's go. Like, let's, let's that thing go. That pumped me up, man. Did you see the uh, QB this morning on like Good Morning America or something? Just like wasted. Oh, I didn't watch it yet. I heard, I mean, you have to imagine he was up all night and then. I mean, I, what did he sleep for like an hour or two? And they have him on at seven thirty in the morning. Yeah, they asked, and he just is like, uh, "Yeah, it's something like that." Uh, and <laughs> they literally asked, "Like, did you sleep at all?" He's like, "Uh," and he just looks completely. And the tweet that I saw was like, "He's not even hung over. He's just drunk." But <laughs> yeah, he probably laid down for like an hour or two, <laughs> and then somebody banged on his door and pumped him full of coffee or. Ah, he's a college kid. Maybe he had an energy drink. Just like, dude, you need to be on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's the thing. Like, at the end of the day, he's like 21 or 22, right? Yeah. And that kid was a walk-on at Georgia, right? He had scholarship offers to other schools. He turned them down because he's from Georgia. Then he walks on to Georgia. They're like, I don't know if we're even going to keep you. Goes to a junior college, like takes them to a national title, like game. I don't know if they won. Then he gets back to Georgia. Georgia opened this season at Clemson, where you guys probably heard this last night. He was like third on the death chart. Like they didn't even like have him. And then he ends up starting halfway through the year and takes him to a natty. Like that's just an incredible story. That is. Is he a senior or does he have one more year? Man, I'm not even sure. They just kept talking about walk-on. I will say this. I usually defend sports reporters, but after the game, like, he, I don't know. Like, it's tough enough with NFL guys. But, like, these dudes are all, like, 20 or 19. And they kept asking him questions. Like, I'm just sitting here, like, just let him go have fun. Like, he can answer plenty of questions tomorrow. Like, just let him go tear up the field. Yeah, seriously. I know. That's, um, yeah, it was, like, the two um, the two uh, female ESPN reporters there, right? Covering it, like, the, the really popular ones. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And usually I like him, but I was like, man, I, I don't know. You can ask the question a thousand ways. Like, he, cause he just kept going like, I, I don't know. Like we just won a national title. And then it's like, why were you crying? It's like, well, obviously he was overcome with emotion. And he's like, I don't cry a lot. Like, don't ask him why he was crying. Everybody knows why he was crying. This is like his childhood fucking dream. <laughs> yeah, seriously. What I hate. They always are like, what does this mean to you? Like a lot. <laughs> Yeah, it is cool, though, man. And it's so exciting for them. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to, like, I don't know. It's just one of those things. You guys know. You've all done sports or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just like, what what does it mean to you? Like, right now, like, I have no idea. Like, I just want to go get a beer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's such a Ted Smith comment. I love it. I mean, I'm just going back to when I had that boxing match. Like, afterwards, like, I talked about people, like, took showered up, one of the best showers of my life. And then everybody's like, how do you feel, this and that? And I was like, Can we, it's been two months. Let's just go downstairs and get a beer. I will answer any question you want. Did this hurt? Did that hurt? Like, I, well, no. I mean, the adrenaline is still flowing, fucking pumping through me. Please reserve your pre- your <laughs> please reserve your questions for the press conference, which will be held downstairs at the mini bar. <laughs> uh, that's awesome, dude. Ted, actually, you know what would be hilarious? You as a college football coach would be hilarious just for the interviews, like just for the snippets. They'd be so good, man. Like, uh, oh god, I don't know. Like, it's probably tough for you to imagine, but like the the thirty second clips that they would drop on Sports Center the next day would be so funny. Yeah, well. Dunk and Barnsley and Mayhem were getting after me on uh, New Year's Day. You know, I was having a few pops and like somebody get injured. Like, son, are you hurt or are you injured? Like, what are we doing? Like, come on. It's the last game of the year. And they're like, Jesus, Ted, calm down. It's like, hey, it's the bowl game. We got to finish. 
Uh, dude, I would love to see like a compilation of just like, you know, funny things like college coaches have said. Like, I feel like, um, what was that guy for Wazoo? Mike Leach. I feel like he was just like, uh, a, um, what's that called? Like, um, uh, just like a, a nonstop, like quote machine. Oh, he is. People loved interviewing him because he'd say some off the wall stuff. <laughs> yeah. Have you all right? Oh man. Have you ever heard the story about Mike Leach? Man. So I can't remember if he's coaching at Texas. I, I'm gonna I can't remember the schools, but I want to say it's Texas, Oklahoma or something. That's so, all right. Just tell it. Who cares? So Leach is like the offensive coordinator. So you know how like you have like your plays, usually like your first 15 plays are like drawn out or whatever, you know, like they're already scripted out. So they go out there, him and another coach go out there early. They specifically have a fake 15 first plays and like drop it on purpose and then walk off the field. The other team without, can't help themselves. They pick it up and the team he's coaching goes up like 14, nothing in the first two drives. (laughs) Cause they they had these (laughs) set for the fake plays. (laughs) Dude, that's awesome. That's yeah. so funny, too, that they didn't catch on. That's like, man, that's something that's done a lot. Like in uh, like World War II, there's a lot of stories about that. Like, you know, the Allies somehow like losing plans of like where the, you know, crossing of the English Channel is going to occur and on what day and stuff like that. And, like, it's all fake. Like, there's so much misinformation. Like, I love that, you know, football is in some ways our sort of like modern day um, – Maybe war not zone? equivalent, but microcosm of war, <laughs> hashtag war zone. And, uh, and so that's funny that like the same tactics like still fly, you know? Oh, yeah. And like you can't blame the other coaches. If I found it, I'm like, oh, here we go. We got their first 15 plays. <laughs> yeah, totally. I just love that they're like, they're licking their chops, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Good well, game yeah, but I, for Georgia, though, again, 41 years since they had won a national title. Kirby Smart played there in the late 90s and then goes back and wins a title. I, I just thought that was awesome. And I thought it was pretty cool of Saban to kind of – it was a different version of Nick Saban we saw after the game, like complimenting his players. And Kirby coached for him for 10 years. He was like, nah, good for him. And I kind of like that. I was saying today, like, I wish more things were kind of like that. I feel like oftentimes – you know, people leave one plate, a job or something, and like, and people get like salty. Whereas, like, he was like, no, 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 he was with me for 10 years. Good for him. Like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like if I ran a business, that's what I'd want is for like whoever I'm hiring to one day go off and do something bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Man, you want to boost people up, not knock them down. You know, like, you want what the skills they've learned from you to just be like added to their quiver as they move on their life journey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, let's take a break here. We'll come back with some emails. All right, welcome back. Thanks to our sponsors. Uh, Last week, we got into a conversation about Ivy League schools, (laughs) and uh, we were kind of joking. We don't really have any affiliation. We started hating on Brown. Like two days later, I get in an Uber, and I'm talking to the guy, and he's like, yeah, I used to live back east. He's like, yeah, for what? He's like, I went to Brown. And I start dying laughing. He's like, would you go to Harvard or something? I'm like, oh, no, no, no. And then I was like, my buddy just <laughs> read an article from Harvard. Said, I took him through the whole process, Matt. And I was like, I don't know why. We just started hating on Brown. <laughs> he was like, it's a really good school. And I was like, oh, it is. <laughs> I was like, I-, I don't know why we started hating on it. <laughs> well, Ted, some people say you went to the Harvard of PG County. <laughs> oh, we used to call it LSU, Largo State University. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Kyle, we got some emails? Yeah. I can't see uh, it. I didn't ask you, so I don't know how many we have. We have two. All right. Shout out to Cobb's Popcorn. Cheers to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. Just wanted to share a shout out and clutch move from New Year's. My partner and I made a trip over to Seattle to celebrate New Year's Eve at Seattle Center, and we made the genius move to purchase a few different bag of bags of Cobb's popcorn earlier in the day. 
I cut to after midnight once we made our way back to our hotel room in an altered state. Being welcomed by the salt and uh, brown brown butter and sea salt popcorn was a godsend. We woke up with a popcorn bag still in bed with us. Not to leave out the East Coast, we also regularly enjoy a can of Smith Family Popcorn. Matt, I bet your popcorn is dope as well. Thanks for continuing to bring us free content through the last two crazy years. Name, Redacted. <laughs> Trust me, I have definitely had a, uh, had a Saturday night where I came home and the next day like put my hand in the bag of Cobb's popcorn. It's like, oh man, we, we ate almost this whole bag. and ted you know you've recommended against this in the past but i will say gmail comes with a photo and uh, i know this person mentioned a partner very attractive so shout out to you name redacted (laughs) (laughs) and thanks for going to the popcorn shop i feel like i just like to mention that because i think a lot of people think it's just neckbeards you know listening i just like to every once in a while it always shocks me i'm like wow there's some attractive women in listening too i don't know Oh yeah, we got we we cover all the bases. Also, before you get to the last email, as long as we're talking about emails, I forgot last week to say uh, thank you to Carson for the uh, Christmas gifts. Ted, you beat awesome. me to it. The last email is from Carson, and I was going to do the same. Oh, oh damn it! My bad. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes, it's so rare that we have a miscue on this show. What are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> This is what we get for going to fucking Brown. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is from, from Carson. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll all read it and then we can talk about it. Uh, gentlemen, four words. Biking, funeral, dance, party. Allow me to paint you a word picture. Imagine the shore of a lake with several large canopied tents in the style of a Mongol camp. Joined together to form around one enormous covered area. Inside the tents, the ground is covered with carpets, many pillows, and comfortable chairs. A small stage forms the focal point of the structure, with a podium flanked by a pair of powerful, high-quality speakers playing energetic, but not overwhelming, classic rock and EDM songs uh, while the guests begin to arrive. I think, oh, this is, yeah, this is for his funeral. Uh, When those guests enter the tent, they are greeted by my corpse, propped to stand upright and hold two shots, one of scotch, one of Irish whiskey and a table covered with the entirety of my expansive collection of fine whiskeys, as they currently have almost four dozen from four different countries with the collection growing monthly. It will be ample supply, uh, from which all the guests must take two shots when entering the tent. The purpose of the two-drink minimum, encourage all guests to take the stage and tell a short, (laughs) preferably humorous story about our time together. After all guests who wish to speak have spoken, my upright course is placed on the stage and the music starts bumping to make this a full-on festival dance party while an in-and-out truck prepares mountains of delicious food. Once every drop of all the whiskeys have been consumed, Macklemore's and we danced begins to play and the guests lift my corpse on their shoulders and carry me to the shore of the lake, placing me in a wooden boat laden with my most prized possession, plus lots of kindling. As a long fuse is lit, the guests push the boat into the lake where the fuse ignites the kindling and the boat itself starts to burn. It lights the fuses for approximately 50 motor-style fireworks mounted on the boat's rail, technically gunwales, uh, filling the air with dozens of exploding shells to represent the beautiful and terrifying cacophony that is the human experience, while the boat and my body burn and slip beneath the waves. As always, Larpon and Seatown, what? Carson Delore. <laughs> I guess... So my only question with this plan is like, what if the boat doesn't get far enough back and his body washes up on shore? <laughs> God, that was beautiful. I feel like I feel like the move is you do it at at high tide when the tide's going out. And my only, I mean, that was amazing and painted the picture. And honestly, I'm in a hundred percent. Carson, I will go to that funeral. Hell now, the yeah. only change I would make is I, I want a bearded bowman standing on the shoulder on the on the, on the shore. You push the boat out, unlit, and then he fires a flaming arrow arcing across the sky, striking the boat and setting off the blaze. Yeah, I mean, that, it, right. True Viking. Yeah, exactly. Just. Whoo. You know what? Yeah. Screw that. You know who it God, should man. be? It should be Fernando Rodney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mariners oh. fans that joke. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. Yeah, Carson, honestly, that sounds like a rad funeral, and I would 1,000% go. And honestly, I might rip some of that off for, for my own funeral. Um, also, thank you for the cool gift. Ted, do you want to talk about what it was, or do you want me to? No, go ahead. You can describe it. Okay, I have mine with me down in Utah, but it's uh, it's like the whole idea of memento mori, like remember that you will die. Basically, living every day knowing that you know you could die at any time, and at some point you most certainly will. It's the destination we all share, and so you know because of that, you should savor the moments you have. Um, but then on the back side of the coin, um, it's a coin you keep in your your pocket to remind you. It's uh. I don't remember the the uh, the Latin, but it's like remember that you will live, and like also you know that um, I don't know like remember that you need to, I guess like uh, live your life in the moment, and also for me it makes me think like of like long term planning. Like also like you know you're gonna be here for another day, so you know don't just uh, burn everything up on the the first attempt. So I don't know, Ted, what was your takeaway? I mean, not only was the coin cool and like the message, but it had a wax seal on it. Like when I first opened it up. Yeah, that was so classy. Yeah. That felt cool to open. Jesus, man. Yeah. No, dude, that was, that was really cool. And I, I had no, I like, I completely forgot you had asked us for our addresses and I opened that and I was like, damn, thanks Carson. Like, I really appreciate it. Yeah, seriously. That was a great, great gift. I loved it. Very cool. (laughs) All right, well, let's see what's mattening. Hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Uh, before we get to what's mattening. Hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Check out what's mattening. Hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Uh, before we get to what's mattening. Hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Check out what's mattening. Yeah, is Memento Vivir or Vivire? Yeah. Do either of you guys know the answer to that one? No. What of which one it is? Yeah. Um, well, I, I know in um in French, um, you think about like joie de vie, like vie is like life. So vivir uh, in Spanish is to live. Um, so I'm guessing yeah, it's like remember to live, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, likely vivir or whatever the Spanish word came from in Latin. Yeah. Well, it's an awesome coin. I really appreciate that one. Um, are you familiar with the marshmallow test? Cobb? Yeah, the marshmallow experiment. Yeah. Ted, did you ever hear yeah. about that one? I'm not sure. Refresh me. Well, they basically like give kids uh, the option of like, all right, you can have one marshmallow now, or if you wait 10 minutes or some amount of time, you can have two marshmallows. And then, you know, basically like society says, you know, delayed gratification, the the kids that can wait the 10 minutes or whatever for the two marshmallows will do better in life. Um, And this coin always makes me think to just like eat the marshmallow right now because you could die before that happens. Like you just got to be ruthlessly present is what that coin reminds me of. And so uh, I always have a good time, you know, flipping it and catch like with this. It's not necessarily like a decision making thing. I just kind of if it's around, I'll just start flipping it up and down. And I'm just like flipping a coin, not for heads or tails for a purpose, but just because it's it's fun to have a coin. I actually look this place up and people are like it has a good pocket feel. Like there's coin people out there that describe coins and coin reviews as having a good pocket feel. <laughs> well, yeah, because I it slides right into that pocket in your jeans, which I'm still never sure what that pocket's for. I don't know. I, I yeah, it's right where the TFL is, though. I use that. I, I I tell people that pocket so you can locate a muscle that is generally pretty tight on people and worth hitting with the tennis ball. A lacrosse ball, like, is too hard on that area. Get a little tennis ball um, right where that little pocket is. But, yeah, um, that pocket fuel line. I So, Carson, I live down here, uh, and Carson lives in Palm Springs, too. And he sent these to me, and then I had to send you guys them. 
And that pocket fuel thing happened. I looked the, I looked it up like a half hour before the cast, and I saw you guys, and I was like, I can't tell them about pocket fuel now. God damn it. So <laughs> you got, you got it in. Whoo. Um, yeah, it was it was a pretty good weekend. Uh my dad came into town uh nice. on Friday, and so we've been hanging out, eating good, uh, and uh playing some golf and yeah, just kind of laying low, watched college football, watched the Seahawks game. That was I mean, it was meaningless, but it was still fun. Ted, you're still rocking the flag. Did you watch that? Oh yeah, man. It was, I mean, it was one of the funner games all year, like back and forth. Russell was throwing bombs. Penny was running the ball. Like, you know, I mean, you know me, it was the last Sunday of NFL. I wasn't going to miss it. Right. And like, what do you do about Penny now? What do you do about, do about Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson now? Like it was, it just really thickened the plot on everything until next season at the end of a season that most of the time I was like, I mean, I could just not watch football ever again. It's fine. Like, this is just, I could get my Sundays back if I'm just over this team right now. And they're giving me a good reason for the first time in a decade. I got an extra day every week for 17 weeks. <laughs> well, it's weird too, right? Because for I watched the first game of the year and then I was playing soccer on Sunday. So I was basically only watching like the second half like third quarter, like on, but yeah, like the last few weeks, like I would still get up and watch the beginning of red zone, <clears throat> but like I got back in, in December to watching red zone and stuff. Like, man, when that signed off on Sunday, I was like, Oh man, we're not going to see Scott Hansen for another season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a little sad seeing the end of the football season happen, but you know, they say it's a year round sport and like I get so sucked up in, you know, off season news that, you know, the Seahawks season never ends. That's something that I just realized the older I get and, you know, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's always fun to watch sports with my dad. Uh, Tyler and I started watching Young Rock. That was the other thing I wanted to. Oh, all right. Have you watched that? I've only seen like two episodes, but it's pretty good. Yeah surprisingly good and like you know it's just self-aware and funny and like yeah i don't know i've been having having a great time with that one too i'm only two episodes in but it's only there's only one season out so far so i'm pretty excited about that um and then my dad was telling us we got to check out ted lasso ted lasso is amazing is that what you did for halloween correct i was coach beard and joe was uh ted lasso okay I thought I remembered hearing that and I was like, that's a good endorsement for a show that again, it's like they're early into it. Like what's the other one that people always say? And it's like, dude, that's seven season in that ship has sailed for me. Like leave it alone. Uh, I don't know, but there's, yeah, those, those two are, are, you know, early in their inception. So, uh, yeah, just hanging out, playing some golf and, uh, yeah, like I said, I don't know. There's a lot of delicious establishments down here. And yeah, just it's fun figuring out where we're going to eat. Yeah. And just remember, don't limit your challenges. Challenge your limits. <laughs> wow. 2022, <laughs> let's go. Oh, I was. That's a Coach Beard quote. I was crushing people. And at the Halloween party, not a lot of people had seen the show. And they're just like, I kind of like that. And I was like, oh, just watch the show. You'll, you'll like it even more. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect you always do those costumes where you get to be in character with them too and like i oh, honestly yeah. i don't think that that's uh that's weighted heavily enough in the voting like oh yeah when we were like the southern rappers like i kept that girl in all night right right you you got you're always committed to the bit from when you show up till the very end and i think you know did you guys win this year we did we finally yeah. won yeah, you finally won. I'm glad to hear it. But yeah, uh, I'm glad to see it paid off. The effort and, you know, hard work, <laughs> persistence. That's funny. All right, that's it. Uh, all right, I guess it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. Dude, I mean, I'll just speak my piece. Matt is kind of right. You do have half a decade of unreal Halloween costumes and no victories. I mean, I've seen you get second. I've seen you get third. So, like, 
It is nice to finally win one for the Gipper. I feel like you deserved it. Good way to go out. Yeah, and I didn't really think about it until Matt said it. Like, it's just a costume, but you're right. Like, we stay in character the entire night. It's impressive. All right, boys. So, top topic, you know, this one is, um, I, I, I don't know how to feel about it, but I am interested. I, I, I feel like, okay, all right, people who listen to this podcast know a couple things about me. One of which is there's some conspiracy theories out there that I'm like, look, that could be real. I don't know. Um, I like to question things. And, uh, you know, I hear some crazy theories on the internet. And frankly, we've seen some crazy stuff in life over the past couple of years. And I was thinking about, uh, cause all those, all those trial verdicts are coming down now, the sentencing really for all those, um, the Capitol rioters, you guys remember all, well, yeah, well, obviously you remember when people raided the, the, uh, U S Capitol building. So, um, so what I was thinking about was like, what's your crazy prediction for 2022? Feel free to email us, Larry, the word email at the with two E's podcast.com, uh, or you can go to the podcast.com. I think I'm um, just click the little form, but, um, yeah. What is your crazy prediction for 2022? I just want to know where people's heads are at. Uh, you know, it can be funny. It can be serious. It can be for your personal life or it can be, we can talk macro, which is one of my favorite subjects, but you know, it just, uh, yeah. What do you think is coming down the pike boys? Ooh, that's the crazier, the better. I mean, let's just go full crazy. Forget the Seahawks. It's not even going to be about the Sounders. Seattle Mariners are going to the postseason. Wow. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll take that. That is a little crazy. Yeah, uh, it's insane. They it's, been, it's been like, what, two decades or something. I'm like, I would just love to see this town if the Mariners were in the World Series. Because there's a lot of diehard Mariners fans, but I don't blame low attendance. Like, why would people go? I, I just, that's one weird obsession I have with Seattle. Like, I want to see this town when the Mariners are rocking and rolling. Dude, I have two things to say to you, None, neither of which will make sense except to longtime Seattleites, but refuse to lose, Soto Mojo, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Matt? You know, I was thinking about, like, you said the crazier the better, and I was like, what if, like, technology just enabled some peace and prosperity for once? Like, just... Because I think technology is a net positive these days, but I don't think it's helping. You know, I just think there could be a collective like everybody gets a chance this year. Just kind of chill out because like, I don't We It's just a new world now. And I feel like everybody needs the pause that didn't really happen in 2020. And it's just like technology to to enable uh, people to just be able to, I don't know, communicate better, not more and louder is that yeah. too crazy yeah i hear that i mean technology really is anything that we didn't have before so you know everything from indoor plumbing to your car to your computer at one point was considered technology i mean even a candle was considered technology so yeah i'm with you i think definitely it's improved our lives but you know with every change it brings with every solution brings about its own problems right and so you know obviously technology has a bunch of problems and social media and whatnot i'm with you that would be cool if it was helpful and there are a lot of people that it's helping now you know as far as working from home and stuff like that's a huge movement right now i think it's only gonna get bigger and so yeah and think about the trickle along effects of who that affects who that also helps like people who you know had a house in whatever in um in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and thought they were never going to be able to retire. And now they sold their house for five times what it used to be worth because a bunch of remote workers are moving there and, you know, now they're good. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think technology mostly is, is pretty good and has some great effects. Yeah, I'm also interested to see who else is going to go to space. Right? Like, I'm. Be, 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 <laughs> that's where. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, Bezos had some, like, big names. Then he had, like, Strahan in there. I'm like, huh, when are we just going to start putting up, like, 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 I'm, like, I just like this dude. He was really good in this movie. I'm sending him up. Yeah. LeBron, you're going up. <laughs> Space Jam, Michael Jordan, you're going up. 
I would love that. Dude, it's so funny, Ted, because you're so optimistic. You're like, I want to see who goes to space. And I'm sitting here watching these capital trials and knowing that the Elizabeth Holmes verdict is coming to it. And I'm like, I want to see who's going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was some crazy ass went down the last two years, man. I want to see some sentences, Ted. I want to see some justice. Well, I mean, for yeah, it's weird. When you think about 2020, man, like, I was telling somebody today, like I or talking to my neighbor, uh, Ray, and I was like, have you had this dog for two years now? And he's like, yeah, March will be two years. And I was like, damn. He's like, yeah, like I got him during the pandemic and then I just kind of kept him. It's like, yeah, like, I don't know, all that stuff. I mean, hell, cop, I remember me and you just going for walks in our neighborhood. And there was like nobody out like it, it's almost like that year didn't happen. Because now we've gotten kind of used to this mid-area stuff, but stuff keeps getting canceled. That would be my thing. Maybe by the summertime, we stop, like nothing's getting canceled. Like I, I, I don't know. I, it, it's just tiresome. Yeah, we've been doing these at-home podcasts for two years now, right? Just about. That's insane to yeah. me. Would, would insane we that we have not able, all been in a studio doing a podcast. Would we have been able to have gone into the studio at any point during this if we tried to? No, we still couldn't. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. I won't lie. The Omicron, whatever, that is jumping off. I got a negative test Saturday. I was pumped. I was like, jumping off. Yeah. I feel like every, I I know so many people are like, yeah, I got it over Christmas or I got it at New Year's. Like, yeah, I know. And I was like, I I was like, I literally was sitting here and I was like, all right, what are the results going to be? And it came in negative. And I should, I mean, I've had so many tests. I was like, nice, still negative. I guess I better sit here and watch NFL all day on Sunday. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. Thank you, Ted. Oh, man, I'm just doing my part. Uh, <laughs> Appreciate it. All right. We'll be back next week. Uh, holiday weekend coming up, right? Most people have off Monday for uh, Martin Luther King Day. So, I don't know. Go skiing. Cobb, keep working on that war zone, but don't hurt yourself getting there. War zone. War zone it is. All right. For MCTP, for Cobb, I'm Lee Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.